0: This is Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast about everyday people who practice some form of mindfulness or meditation to make life easier and more enjoyable. I'm your host, Jen Hill, founder of Right Brain Liaisons, and I'm interested in how people apply different techniques and practices to keep their mind fit and healthy, and better able to deal with the unavoidable challenges of being human. On today's episode, you'll hear from Kathy Coots. Kathy is five years into retirement after a lifelong career in education. These days, Kathy enjoys all the non-work wonders of life, and she generously sat down with me to talk about her meditation practice.
1: Kathy, hello and welcome. (laughs) Hi, Jen. Lovely to be here.
0: Kathy, I know that you've been meditating for a while. How did you get started?
1: Well, it was back in, oh, it's a long time, 1997, when I, my marriage was kind of falling apart and I started to go to a psychotherapist and he kind of worked in the field of what he called psycho-spiritual development. So it was a combination of the psychological and the spiritual. And part of what he suggested that I do as part of the therapy was to meditate every day. And he said it would be helpful and it was. And it kind of in a lot of ways changed my life because the next couple of years were quite emotionally up and down. Uh, You know, with my ex-husband, it was... And by 90, early 99, I decided to leave my marriage. And I think it was the benefits of meditation that kept me kind of centered and calm. I might have been slightly more hysterical had I not been meditating, <laughs> maybe. Understand. Yeah. Did, yeah.
0: Did, did it take a while to get into it or, or did you feel benefits straight away?
1: Honestly, I don't remember because it's uh, a few years ago now, but we had to meditate for at least what was suggested for at least half an hour a day. So sometimes I would do longer because I'd get lost in it. But it was busy. I was very busy then in my job and, you know, with everything that was going on. So I managed to continue with it because I thought it was important. And so did you say you meditate daily? Well, yes, but different forms. Um, because I walk every day. I do practice yoga. So part of my yoga practice is meditating, you know, before and after. And, and I do things like walking meditation where I'm focusing on being very present. So I have on my fridge a little sign that says, be here now. So... I think what meditating has done has helped me be more mindful of being present where I am. And it just makes a difference because I don't kind of dwell in the past very much anymore. You know, I have some friends who, who really do. They're still hurting from all sorts of things that have happened and I, I realise I don't do that. Yeah. You, you
0: mentioned that it's been life-changing and you've already mentioned a, a few different ways that it has
1: changed your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing I can take away from it, my, what I feel is that it gives me a kind of an inner contentment that's just there. Uh and, and and I don't. It's hard to know what's contributing to that. It's also my age because I'm in the age group that's considered to be the most or the happiest, you know, seventy plus. So, um, and I think that's for lots of reasons. So meditation is just part of that. But I know from many years ago, it helped me feel contented within myself. And I think that's being present too does that, and and I, and I also wrote a gratitude journal for a whole year, every night five things to be grateful for, and gratitude changed a, a lot of things for me too. So I think that's all connected, mm. um, and even things like washing dishes. I, I enjoy washing dishes because it's something that I also am mindful of. I it's that Buddhist thing of washing dishes. It's just the water and, and being present is, is kind of a... So there are certain things that I do, you could call them rituals, that I consciously am, you know, as present as I can be, not being distracted. It's
0: wonderful, and there's a lot of science that shows how good that is for happiness, to have a less wandering mind, intentionally cultivate feelings like gratitude and presence, of sort of accepting of the moment right here, right now, mm-hmm. without feeling mm-hmm. like you need to change anything or you're resisting anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it looks like you've, uh, you've integrated the principles very well into your life. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any particular favourite go-to techniques?
1: Well... Something I've realised I don't like is people talking through meditation and I don't, I don't find that distracting. But I like to sometimes lie down, sometimes just sit and breathe. I focus on the breathing because that's, that was the technique my psychotherapist used was just focusing on the breath in and out. Mm.
0: And it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that, does it?
1: Just. No. For-
0: Committing to yourself and just taking the time Mm -hmm. out of your busy day just to
1: to stop and pause and reflect. Do you have any
0: any practical tips you'd like to share?
1: Practical tips. I've had friends that have said, oh, but my mind's too busy. I can't kind of concentrate on blocking out things. And I've said, well, you don't need to. It's just letting those thoughts go. You can't actually block out your mind. like, uh, But you can focus on your breath. And I think the more you do it, the less busy your mind is. You don't, you're don't, you not having all those thoughts coming in. I mean, there are times when I meditate and it depends what's going on, like if there's something going on with my family, it's a little bit harder to get those thoughts from popping into my head, but I just kind of let them go through, not feel anxious, not feel stressed, just kind of let them go as this is the way it is. And at the moment, there's nothing I can do about that. But there's no point in thinking it about it over and over because it just consumes your energy.
0: And, and every time you think about it, you, it's like your body's reliving that moment yeah. that you experience yeah. the same emotions again. Yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned regulating emotions, mm. feeling a bit calmer. Can you talk any more about that?
1: Part of the psychotherapy that I did was about connecting to my feelings because when I first started, this, I remember he asked me, how do you feel about this? And I, where in your body are you feeling this? And I really couldn't say. And he said, you're very disconnected from your feelings. You kind of just bury them. So I, I started to read a lot about that. and um, And so now I... I'm more conscious of how things affect me at an energetic, emotional level, and, and I work through those things. So that's all part of the same thing of being aware, being present, being mindful. They're all connected, I think.
0: What you describe is actually quite common, especially in our, in our culture. We're quite mm-hmm. disconnected from both our feelings and also from our body in a lot of mm. cases. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I love the, um, the description of uh, mindfulness is being comfortable with discomfort. Being human, mm. suffering is inescapable in a sense. It's always mm. pain and things happen. But to be able to deal with that in a way that it doesn't mm. totally
1: overwhelm you or And I love that um, saying, I don't know who said it either, that that, um, it's not what happens to you, it's how you deal with it. It's how you view it, you know. And that's true too.
0: You're listening to Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast for people interested in bringing more mindfulness, i.e. presence, into daily life.
1: I consider myself spiritual, in that you know the spirit is our spirit is part of us, and so I see meditation as all part of that. It's part of connecting to yourself. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I firmly believe in the chakras and the energy centers of our body, and being connected to those. And that was another part of an important part of my psychotherapy was my therapist could because he did kundalini meditation for two hours a day, he could actually feel people's energy where it was centred in their body. So he would say, I can feel that in your, you know, third chakra. And, you know, you'd have to really think what's going on there, you know. (laughs) So, um, So that's made me much more conscious and that's connected to my feelings. So when, you know, in, in relationships where something irritates you and I now look at that, I feel it in my body and I look at why I'm feeling like that, why have I reacted like that? And, it, and often what my psych, psychotherapist uh, taught me was that very often an angry response covers sadness and I had through through my marriage breakup, I had some amazing kind of revelations where I was, thought I was angry, and then I looked, I unpacked it, I unpacked it, and looked into it, and found that it was sadness. And then I could just connect to it and cry mm. instead of just being stuck with what I thought was anger. That's something that I've continued. I've I've continued to to practice that with myself and even with friends and one of my long-term friends in Adelaide recently said to me you know you're the only person that I've ever known that's that's talked about being connected to emotions Mm. uh, and feelings so you know like as an active thing and she said I didn't even know what that meant when I first heard you say it so it's kind of interesting.
0: It sounds like you came to meditation at a time when you were struggling a bit with relationships, relationship yeah. with yourself and also with a significant yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've just touched on here how meditation has helped you come mm. through that. Can you see any other benefits in your relationships either with yourself or with other people that you've gained from your practice?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the confluence of all of those things, like my going through psychotherapy, starting to meditate, and now that I'm retired and my life's kind of slowed down and is different, it's hard to isolate any factor because they've all combined as part of me now and I don't know what's what. You know, I, don't know, I couldn't contribute the way I feel to any particular thing because I see them as more holistic thing now. You know, the yoga is part of that. The meditation is part of that. You know, being retired, being mindful being you know present and mindful is all part of that so and well, of course that influences how i relate to people i know that i feel good i'm healthy i'm yeah so you know who knows
0: that's it for today's episode huge thanks to kathy for sharing all of those wells of wisdom and the insight she's gained thanks to her 20 plus year psycho-spiritual approach to life and meditation. Next week, you'll hear from psychiatrist and comedian Kim Lee about meditation, gaming addiction, and comedy. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the guidance of your doctor or a qualified health professional with any questions you have regarding your health or a medical condition. All the links mentioned in today's episode are included in the podcast summary, including links to free guided meditation recordings and my website, ridebrainliaisons.com. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and rate and review the podcast to help us spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week and bye for now. (laughs) Excellent.